0: Looking for your next TV show or movie to binge? Well, buckle up, grab the remote, and settle into your couch for this special edition of Crossing the Streams. We're here to help you tune in and get the most out of those 50 monthly streaming channels you're currently paying for. So without any further ado, here's your host of Crossing the Streams, Jeff Dwoskin.
1: Heyo, it is I, Jeff Duoskin, host of Classic Conversations, bringing you this bonus episode from Crossing the Streams. That's right, we're feeding you some live segments from our weekly live show where we answer the universal question, what should I be binging next? I just watched something, I gotta watch something else. Well, you've come to the right place. All the bonus episodes on the Classic Conversations feed have many binge-watching suggestions for you. You can also follow us on our YouTube channel, where we have over 89 hours of TV and movie suggestions just sitting there waiting for you. This bonus episode pulls from episode 28, 72, and 87. We're going to talk about Mayor of Easttown, Hotel Walmart, and Mystery of Marilyn Monroe, The Unheard Tapes. This episode has it all. Let's kick it off with regular friend of the show, Fred Carroll, host of Apostrophes, a writing series podcast. This segment comes from episode 28. It's an OG segment. Mayor of Easttown, take it away, Fred. Fred, let's go to Fred's. This is a show that everyone's talking about. Mayor of Easttown. We mayor. Mayor. I'll
0: oh. tell you for you know, I had talked to Jeff. And I mentioned that I wanted to do Hacks originally, and he had mentioned he already did Hacks. So the tie-in with Hacks to this is the woman that plays the lead role in Hacks. What's her name? Gene Smart. Yeah, Gene Smart also plays in Mayor from Easttown. So I went to Mayor from Easttown. So I'll tell you this. First of all, it's HBO, so it's done very well, in my opinion. I think HBO does some of the best work on their stuff. The one thing that Jeff said is it ended season one. It actually ended. It's only seven episodes and that's okay. it. It's a one and done run because I'm assuming that Kate Winslet is not cheap. Too. But it's an American crime. It's an American crime drama set in Pennsylvania. Okay. I go right to the writers and it's Brad Inglesby and he wrote this and I, I'm a writer. So it's important for me to know who wrote these movies. So I know who's responsible for it, good or bad. This guy also wrote Christian Bale's movie, Out of the Furnace. I don't know if you saw that. Um, That was very good. And it's a film I enjoyed. So this is Kate Winslet. And this is far removed from allowing Jack to drown when there clearly was ample space for him on her floating headboard. She killed him. She murdered Jack. Spoiler alert, Jack dies. In case you didn't see Titanic 25 years ago.
1: And... Easy. Next thing you know, he's going to tell us what Rosebud
0: is. Yeah. In this, she plays a rundown detective investigating a suspicious murder of a teen mother, all while dealing with her own broken life and failing. So she's a phenomenal actress. Like I told you, the production is stellar. The acting specifically between Kate Winslet, Gene Smart, who plays the wisecracking live-in mother, and Sosie Bacon who is the daughter of Kevin Bacon and Kara Sedgwick. She is phenomenal in this as a recovering heroin addict, trying to regain the custody of her child from Kate Winslet's character. Okay. Everybody got that? Yeah. 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 Okay. So the accents in this can be a bit overdone. Okay. They're a bit overdone so much that SNL already did a two and a half minute skit around bear from East town, but they called it, you murdered my dirter. Oh,
1: yeah, they is called it. it. Is. Is, it a, is it a lot of Pennsylvania yin's accent? Yeah, a
0: lot of murder your dirter and everybody's yins. related. You know, that's my cousin and this is my sister's boyfriend's <laughs> sister, you know, a lot of that. So it is a little bit, you could get past it, but the accents just, it's very, considering it's Pennsylvania, a lot of people don't realize a lot of Pennsylvania can be. Back hills and woodsy and stuff like that. You think of Pennsylvania, we think of either Philadelphia, Pittsburgh or the Amish. You know, you go in all those, all those roles. So it is seven episodes and I'll tell you this about this. And this is what I loved about it. It's once you start watching, you're not going to stop watching because it just keeps going. You know, they keep increasing the payoff. If I asked you after episode six, who did it? and gave you an opportunity to name 10 suspects, 10, I could almost guarantee you'd be wrong. Mm. And I personally thought I knew. And then once they revealed it, I sat there and applauded the writer because he set me up. This bastard set me up geniusly. (laughs) He knew I thought I knew. And then he flipped the script. He flipped it. It is. You will never guess who did this. And when he does that come, come, you are going to be looking around going, where's episode eight, but it's over. Wow. So that's mayor from East town without giving you too much. Okay. You know, it's your typical, typical crime scene type stuff. You know, we've all seen this show before. So it is the writing and the acting that makes this different. I'm not a fan of the town. Uh, Something about the word mayor. I don't like, I don't like people that refer to women named Mary as mayor. It's yeah. it's lazy. It's lazy.
1: I've always had that rule as well.
0: Yeah, mare.
1: <laughs> I, I, I didn't even about. I didn't even realize it was short for Mary. I thought it was a horse. Yeah, yeah. well it well, is.
2: It is that too. He's a he's a mudder and a mare.
1: My my least yeah, you know <laughs> what uh Ed Asner, your your boy Ed Asner used to call Mary Tyler Moore. Didn't he used to call her Mare. Yeah, he did.
0: Yeah, yeah a little oh, different probably. though. See, now when people say mayor. They make it as long as the two syllable Mary. They go mare, you know. They carry it out. They don't go mare. They don't shorten it for any reason but to say mare.
2: Mary Marianne is also short for mare. People that are called Marianne, their friends call them mare. So.
0: Yeah, like see, Jerry hates being called Jer. Right, you know? exactly.
1: But yeah, you know, uh, hey, we got uh, hey to down to the felt, New Jersey. What's up? We got uh, drink storytelling, uh, serving us up some. Killer emojis. That looks like Rodney <laughs> Dangerfield. It's Rodney. Who's the other one? It's great emojis. Yeah, great emojis. In, in the
3: uh, in the awful St. Elmo's Fire, a subject that Sal and I have discussed several times on our. Love show. that
2: movie, man. He loves it. I hate it. Love it. I love it.
0: The, Mayor the, Winningham. Mayor Winningham.
3: Okay, she was the only one in that movie that would not be part of the Brat Pack, right? Because she wasn't, you know, she wasn't uh, Hollywood-looking enough. She wasn't hot enough. She was kind of cute, but I always, I always thought that name held her back. Mare. Like, yeah, oh. and
0: I believe, I believe she went with Mare because somebody in her family already was Mary Winningham in, Okay. and that's why they got to change her name.
1: All right, all the way from live episode twenty-eight, Fred Carroll. Mayor of East Town. It's a great series. Definitely check that out. Up next is a YouTube documentary, Hotel Walmart by Bob Phillips. And after that, all those disappointed in the current movie, Blonde, well, we've got Mystery of Marilyn Monroe, the unheard tapes for you to take in for all your Marilyn Monroe documentary needs. All right, but right now, Hotel Walmart, episode 87. Take it away, Bob. I think the review of Hotel Walmart may be Longer than the actual show, <laughs> <laughs> it might. It might be. Um, I. <laughs> I love
3: this. I just ran across this, and I can't even remember how. Uh, well, one of these, you know, YouTube rabbit holes. This is the shortest documentary I've ever seen. It's less than thirteen minutes long, and but it's a full <laughs> documentary. It's not. It's not a joke. It's not meant to be uh, flippant. It's not meant to be cursory. It just gets to the point. And uh, I think it serves up a lesson for other documentary filmmakers that you don't have to, it doesn't have to be nine shows an hour long. You can you can say what you need to say if you do what these people did. Now, I believe it was an Australian crew that uh, produced this. And the central uh, point to this, the central uh, bit of information that they uh, reveal early on is that Walmart has a policy that states we will not... Scare off or a ban people from staying in our parking lots, whether they're uh, just, uh, you know, staying the night because they're on a long trip, or if they're homeless, whatever it happens to be. There are literally thousands of people who are living in. Walmart parking lots across the country. And uh, like I said, some of them are transient, they're just they're vacationers or they're just people that, you know, they live the nomadic lifestyle, whatever it is. But but you have a lot of people who 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 live there. They they've pitched their tent literally and figuratively and that's where they live out their life. And this particular one is it's focused on Flagstaff, Arizona. And there are dozens of people living in this parking lot. And it's a colorful group of people, as you would imagine. Uh, some of them you, you instantly like and root for uh, this guy named Joe, who just, he's just one of these guys. He, I think he said he was there for like 12 years. It just came there, you know, and, uh, and stayed, uh, didn't have any prospects. And then you have an, you have another couple that you don't like so much because they have uh, fled California because, um, Child Protective Services is looking for them. They've taken two of their children, and they uh, they escaped with their baby. And they you go you you know the filmmakers go inside this uh, this mobile home with them, and there's there's fucking roosters living in this thing along with this baby and puppies and just this weirdness. Now these people, they um, you know they're not. I don't want to call them bad people. They're just they're just undereducated. They don't know what they don't know. And so you, you have, you have a little bit of anger toward them, but at the same time, you, you want them to figure their lives out because these are not drunks. These are not drug users. These are just people that for one reason or another slid off into this. Uh, it's not a lifestyle into, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. Just uh, the fringes, right? So there is a, uh, there's an, a story that sort of takes place you know during this uh, 13 minutes. And uh, it's, it may be the saddest story I've ever heard when it comes to a homeless person. This guy, Joe, he starts off, uh, they start telling his story. He has this vehicle like a truck, And uh, it serves him fine. He lives in the truck and, uh, you know, gets around in his truck. And then uh, there are casinos around Flagstaff, Arizona, as they are, you know, in every place in America now. And they uh, these casinos are so disgusting and so ruthless. They prey on these people who literally have nothing and they take what, you know, what little they have. They say, Hey, come on and uh, go to the casino and we're going to feed you. We're going to give you comp chips, you fr- $15 of free play. So this guy goes there and then, uh, somebody at this casino convinces them, Hey, you know what? You just, you can buy this car. You can win this car. You can buy this car. And, uh, he puts up his truck and then, you know, takes on uh, these payments. The guy can't, he doesn't have a dime. So, you know, it's a couple months later, they're looking to take his truck. And you know what they're going to do it. They're going to resell it at at huge profit. So people are being preyed upon, even in these, in the most horrific, sensitive situations. That's, that's the downside of this little documentary. The upside is that uh, you do run across some people. You run across the sheriff. Uh, I think, you know, it's the mayor of Flagstaff actually, who says, he goes, you know, we looked at it and thought, you know, we don't want these people out on the road. You know, they have vehicles. We don't want them out in danger. Why not let them live here? It's not bothering anybody. They're not in the middle of the park, or not in the front. They're not taking up the handicap spaces. Uh, They're just living their lives out quietly and uh, you know humbly. And they're you know they're not bothering anybody. So I kept trying to think. What what did I take away from this documentary? Well, I I think it's this. It's the there is you know I I forget who said it uh, a long time. I wish I could remember the author. One of you guys is going to know it. Uh, the phrase "the banality of evil," you know, uh, w- which was used to describe, I believe, it was the Holocaust. And it's just the the humdrum kind of feel to what evil becomes when it's just there. You, it, you it's all around you, and you don't even see it until somebody puts a lens on it and says. Look what people are trying to do with these people who don't have anything to give. They're taking money they don't have. They're making their lives even worse than they could possibly be. But somehow, someway, these people find a way to live. And uh, I never thought I would uh, thank Walmart for anything, but uh, it, it's a really <laughs> cool thing that they do, that they provide, because it become, it becomes a safe haven for them. Because every local police department knows and understands that in these Walmart parking lots, there are people living. And they do the drive-bys. They don't, you know, they don't ignore them. And uh, so that, that there is some protection for these folks. It's, it's a short documentary, but with a big uh, message. So
2: that's uh, Hotel yeah, That's a Walmart. lot.
1: That's a lot. And, and yeah. you're right. When Hannah Arnett said, spoke of the banality of evil. Yeah, okay. I'd like to know, but the, um, <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That's a lot for 13 minutes. So it's it's pretty intense. Thank you for that. So uh, you may remember a couple months ago, I, I reviewed uh, on Netflix for the Netflix show Made, which is mm. a, a limited mm-hmm. limited series. It was um, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the actress's name, but anyway, uh, the show actually featured that, Bob. That the maid this it was about this homeless uh single mother and her mother she came from a homeless family, uh but her mother lived on the show, lived in a Walmart parking mm. lot in a city mm. of other homeless people in the parking lot and it's interesting because they they didn't talk about it or even note it in the show, but it very clearly was Walmart yeah um Walmart so that,
3: does not publicize it, but they don't deny it either, interesting, yeah.
0: Yeah, so... Right. I'm
1: well, kudos to that. Walmart. All right, Bob Phillips always delivers. And can you believe it? It wasn't even a boxing show or documentary. All right, up next, Sal D'Amelio is going to take us through Mystery of Marilyn Monroe, The Unheard Tapes. Take it away, Sal. All right, let's let's go with uh, the mystery of Marilyn Monroe, the unheard tapes. This is breaking, breaking news,
2: breaking news. Well, if you uh, you know, this just came out at midnight last night. So if you don't want to know about the ending, just mute me right now. You know she does die. I just want to let everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God,
1: wait! Oh, hang on to the at the end of the review. Sal's going to also yeah, spoil the spoil end least. of Titanic. So. <laughs>
2: um hang in by the way this came out uh at midnight last night and i wanted to just see how it happened so i i turned netflix on at 11 58 p.m and uh at midnight it just appeared like one of those star trek people you know and they just appeared <laughs> Star Trek. that's how this disappeared. amazing yeah, you guys should try it no uh but it did it just came out last night i watched it early this morning all right so here's the deal here's what i how i sat down and watch this because obviously we all know about marilyn monroe's life we know about all her husbands and and all that stuff but we don't know the deep deep down things that that this guy i'm about to tell you about found out so what i said i was going to do was go into it and think because i think she was i think she was murdered that's what i thought before i started watching this so i wanted to see if if that changed at the end of this, and I'll tell you in a minute. Basically, there's a gentleman named uh, Anthony Summers who wrote a book called Goddess, and he wrote basically a book about uh, Marilyn Monroe where he had he interviewed over a 1,000 people for this book. And what he did was he had all these unheard tapes that nobody else had, he, interviews from people throughout the years, and that's how he came up with this Netflix movie. I mean, his, his book did very, very well, too, but uh, obviously with netflix call and he said hey i'll do a documentary because he had so much footage if you like this documentary i think was an hour and 41 minutes long him pressing a cassette tape and hearing that winding thing that was literally about 17 20 minutes of the of the documentary i mean you he just every time he interviewed somebody he just saw this cassette tape that was it was just a for a fact but it's just i thought they did it way too much that's that's just my one uh beef about it but um so what happens is, obviously, she's murdered on a, a Marilyn Monroe. Or murder. Marilyn Monroe died on August 4th, 1962, from a drug overdose, supposedly drug overdose. And um, in 1982, they reopened the case. They wanted to find out exactly what happened. I don't know why they didn't do that for 20 years, but 1982, they did it. And, this, and they asked this Arthur Summers to go to L.A. for two weeks. They gave the guy like two weeks. Or three weeks or something to find out what he could find out well he ended up staying there for three years and gathering up all these interviews and uh, and what I just talked about so that's kind of what the documentary is about and what he does is um when he's interviewing his first people that he's interviewing they're just being real quiet these are these are people that were around when she was when she died uh, la Times journalist uh, you know just people like that that really were there and he wasn't getting anywhere people weren't saying much to him. So he says in the documentary, I had to go back to the beginning, and that's when he starts talking about her whole life. She was born in 1946, and she was, I didn't know, and that's kind of what, what I thought was cool. I found out about Marilyn Monroe's early life, and I didn't know. She was in over 10 orphanages by the time she was 11 years old. Uh, she bounced around. She She had a horrible childhood, basically. That's probably what the drugs and all that came in and the attention, and as far as footage goes, it's unbelievable. They show just Great footage of that time that she, that she was around, and just great footage of her. Obviously, some we've seen, some we've never seen. So that part's pretty cool. And, and again, I mean, not to just go over what her life is, but they show her marriage to her marriage to Arthur Miller, which I didn't know this when she was. And again, this is little things that I found out watching it when she was married to Arthur Miller. Apparently, our government thought he was a communist. So when she was married to Arthur Miller, they put the FBI and CIA on him. Because they thought he was communist, so they found out a lot about Marilyn Monroe. A lot of tapes, a lot of conversations she had with him on the phone. So that was kind of us. I, again, didn't know that. Um, She was obviously married to Joe DiMaggio. Wait, wait, pause for a second, pause for a second. The other
1: thing that uh, she became Jewish, too.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they skipped a lot of stuff in this documentary. Obviously, there's so much stuff, but you're right, she did. Uh, And there were some other things they left out, too, when I was reading the Wikipedia page on Marilyn, just to see if they coincided with everything. But, yeah, she did. She did. And she, you know, she was married to Joe DiMaggio. That wasn't very long. Uh, So they kind of talk about that. And then obviously the Kennedys come in and that's when it gets really interesting. Obviously, it was just kind of cool to see. Uh, all the parties that she went to. Peter Lawford from uh, the Rat Pack, he would have all these parties on a beach. They showed his house. They showed pictures of the house and them kind of standing around drinking and partying. Some videos, a little bit of videos of that. But his house was, uh, you know, it's kind of weird. It's kind of funny, but it reminded me, not in a sick way like the guy I'm about to say, but it kind of reminded me of the Epstein Island in a way. It's like Peter Lawford's house was where the elite went to pro- have prostitutes have you know all kinds of crazy stuff happened at that guy's house which I didn't I didn't I didn't know so anyway that's where the kennedys would go and they could have obscure relationships there and they could party and nobody you no know, no press was there no nothing so that's where obviously she she meets the kennedys and uh, you know she actually Slept with both of them, you know. I mean, she'd been uh, Bobby and Jack, you know. So, uh, so you see all that. You hear about that. You hear, and this is another cool thing. So he interviewed over a thousand people for this documentary for his book. So he has over six. uh, Some of them didn't take or whatever. So he had six hundred and fifty hours of cassette tape interviews, and you hear interviews from uh, her uh, maid that lived with Marilyn Monroe. You. CIA directors and journalists and just really really interesting people. Uh, some say a lot some say don't say don't say much but basically it's uh it was a very interesting documentary it went by really really fast I, it really went by fast and then at the end you kind of find out some stuff that I didn't know again uh, she died on August 4th 1962 she died at four o'clock in the morning. she had gone out the night before. If I remember this correctly, she actually met with one of the Kennedys. I forgot which one. And they were basically breaking it off with her because all this stuff was coming down on the Kennedys, how she was involved with it. Stuff was leaking and not like today where stuff leaks in a couple of days. I mean, obviously it just took a little while back then, but I think the Kennedys were starting to feel the pressure of, uh, of Marilyn Monroe kind of, I think she was starting to get into more drugs and I think they were worried about her, you know saying some stuff that uh, nobody went. And that's where the so-called, you know, was she murdered. But she ended up, you know, again, uh, overdosing. They found her at 4.30 in the morning. Well, I didn't know this. I forgot which Kennedy now it was. But one of the Kennedys left. They were in San Francisco. They were on a plane. At 3 a.m. that night, they left out of town. It was like, well, why did the Kennedys leave? They did they know something? You know, so it's kind of got that at the end. You really don't know. You have to kind of decide for yourself if you think she was just drug overdose, or do you think there was some funny play there uh, in the bedroom that night where they found her? So, very interesting documentary. I really liked it. Uh, I think she was uh, one of the most amazing. Just actresses with i mean in, in today's a, day and age she would be a normal actress she'd be like amber heard with johnny depp right now you know <laughs> but uh it, she's just a, the biggest sex symbol ever some of the they get into some of her movie contracts they get into some of the movies that she made who she starred with and uh that stuff was pretty cool so it's just all in all it's just about her life and it was really cool I thought it was a great documentary. I, I highly recommend it if you're into her life and you want to know a little bit getting deeper into what you know about her. I think it's a good watch. Jason, was, how many uh Yeah, definitely. Jar, jar. How many jars uh, you giving it? So. I'm going to give it 4 jars. I'm not going to give it 5 because of all the freaking cassette tapes they show you, but <laughs> I mean literally it's amazing how many they showed you. Just tw- just you know, you know that for effect, they press that cassette player, and they they did that at least 100 times in this thing. That's the only thing I didn't like about it, but it was very good, though, and the footage is amazing. They talk, oh, real quick, they talk about, you know where she stands on the, uh, where her dress comes up or whatever? Um, Mm -hmm. So this was interesting. I'd like for you guys to see it, because I thought movies, you can't go on a movie set, but when they filmed that scene, there was only, like, five people on the sidewalk but by but they had to they had to keep retaking that obviously like what they do with movies because the director wanted to get the perfect you know win thing with her dress so by the time they did the last take there was literally a thousand people standing around that sidewalk watching that scene and i'm like thinking if that was a real movie you couldn't do that (laughs) right you can't just go i mean right you can't just go up filming batman or uh one of these movies downtown detroit you can't just go up and watch the actress do her scene so i thought that was maybe back then they let people come up so i thought that was kind of interesting and when she came out and sang a happy birthday to the president john f kennedy that was kind of cool they showed the whole footage of that her whole whole, singing it from start to finish and so that was kind of interesting that was an interesting scene to watch
1: the only thing i know about Marilyn Monroe is that she um, she lived her life like a candle in the (laughs) wind never knowing who to cling to when the rain set in I would have (laughs) liked to know her but I was just a kid her candle burned out long before her legend did When did Elton John come on the show? I mean I know, right? Uh, I mean I, goodbye, No Machine. No one <laughs> ever knew you at all. You had the grace to hold yourself while all those around you crawled. All right. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How awesome was that? Sal delivering a really good Marilyn Monroe documentary. So if blind isn't your thing, check out Mystery of Marilyn Monroe. Plus, you got to hear me sing. Bonus. Also, Hotel Walmart and Mayor of Easttown. It's an oldie but a goodie. If you haven't gotten around to watching that yet, definitely do it. Totally worth your time. All right. That's a lot. A lot of homework for you. Go secure your favorite spot on the couch, grab your remote, cross your own streams, and I'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to this special edition of Crossing the Streams. Visit us on YouTube for full episodes and catch us live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Now turn this off and go watch some TV. And don't forget to tell your family you'll be busy for a while.